to reclaim the American dream and reaffirm that fundamental truth that out of many we are one. You hear that line? Lines for you. Don't make me laugh. For one people. It's a myth created by Thomas Jefferson. Oh, now you're gonna have a go at Jefferson, huh? My friend, Jefferson's an American saint because he wrote the words, all men are created equal. Words he clearly didn't believe since he allowed his own children to live in slavery. He was a rich wine snob who was sick of paying taxes to the Brits. So yeah, he wrote some lovely words and aroused the rabble and they went out and died for those words while he sat back and drank his wine and fucked his slave girl. This guy wants to tell me we're living in a community. Don't make me laugh. I'm living in America. And in America, you're on your own. America's not a country. It's just a business. Now fucking pay me. Involuntary. Done contrary to or without choice. Involuntary. Immigrant. Done contrary definition to one. or without choice. Person Involuntary. Immigrant. What white people have to do is try to find out in their own hearts why it was necessary to have a nigga in the first place. But if you think I'm a nigga, it means you need it. The question you gotta ask yourself, the white population of this country's gotta ask itself. North and South, because it's one country, and for a Negro, there's no difference between North and South. It's just, you know, a difference in the way they, in the way they castrate you. Involuntary. Done contrary to or without choice. Immigrant. Definition 1. A person who immigrates. Definition 2. A plant or animal that becomes established where it was previously unknown. Welcome, welcome. It's your boy, Mango to Go, back again. This is IIP. Now, IIP stands for Involuntary Immigrants Podcast, where we do it for the descendants of involuntary immigrants. I want to talk about some shit, man. Um, I want to talk about policing ourselves, right? Not just that, not just policing ourselves. It's a bunch on my mind today, right? I'm, I'm, I'm bothered. Mango's really fucking bothered. And one of the things I'm bothered by, and I think it's important to get on this. When we talk about reparations, I don't even like the word reparations because it's been like beat to the fucking ground, right? And I'm really like a like the internal feeling you get of what you think reparations mean. Because Ado's community talk about reparations and what, nah, is reparations really what we want? It ain't really reparations when you think about it. It's motherfucking pay what you owe me. Just pay what you owe me. I'm not for reparations for black people. I'm not for reparations for people of color. None of that weirdo shit that motherfuckers start making. I'm for reparations for the descendants of involuntary immigrants. That's what I'm for. Reparations for descendants of involuntary immigrants. And I don't want I don't want the cash. 
That cash don't mean nothing. That's fictitious. I want the dirt. I want the dirt for the descendants of involuntary immigrants. The same land we were forced to work on. And I don't want to hear that dumb shit about, well, somebody paid for you. That's your problem. Yeah, I knew that shit wasn't right. But under the guidelines, every man is created equal and all that constitution, all that bullshit, right? You use slave labor. And you know that shit ain't right when they dish out payments to everybody but us. When it comes down to us doing right by us, they come up with all these bullshit programs and shit that basically make you dependent on them. We don't want none of that dependency drug. Keep your dependency shit and give us what the fuck you owe us. Stop making up. And and to our fucking, listen, if you have leaders that's accepting these dependency programs and shit, you know, cut them fuckers off because they working for them. Coonery versus Connery. Go back and listen. You get what I'm saying? Oh, well, we were did wrong and we owed money. We're going to take the food stamp program. Affirmative action. If you say, this ain't, this ain't me telling you nothing. This is, um, metaphorically speaking. You said a black man is God, right? What's the direct opposite of God? Be a white woman. I don't give a fuck. Whatever. The direct opposite of a black man is a white woman. So you look at affirmative action and stuff. People fail to realize the people who affirmative action helped the most was the white woman. Because it was easier to let a white woman come work with you before you let a black woman come work with you. So they go get our sisters to jump on this feminist movement with them. And then that lowers our numbers and it fucks with the community. And we're going to talk about that at another time. But shit like that is an example of what I'm saying. Right. It's in a way it's not us. It's us not policing ourselves. We ain't holding these Negro politicians accountable. Because that's who fail us the most. It's these fuckhead motherfuckers. These fucking cooneries. That's who fail us the most. And they come smiling at us. Yeah. So, brother, we gonna do it. We gonna put our votes together and vote for me. And they they got a whole different agenda. I can't name one black politician that wasn't in a pocket. And that's my personal belief. I can't name one that wasn't in a pocket. It's sad. You know what I mean? Like, like you see these motherfuckers and they, they come to, they from the community and you think, you know what I mean? Like I said, I could talk about Barack all day. Um, I don't want to beat that dead horse. You guys already know how I feel about that motherfucker, but it's like, it's the coonery. When you deal with the white politicians, it's the connery. When you deal with a lot of the black politicians, it's the coonery. And nothing changes. There is no party for us. There is no party for us. You can say, well, them Republicans, so, so, them Democrats, so, so, they all the same. It's all the same. It's divide and conquer. That's why I say you got to get into policing, right? Because why do you think, we could talk about police and justice. Why do you think we have police and justice? That's because we allowed him to come to our community. We talk about the Black Panther Party, Black Panther Party, right? Everybody thinks, oh, they just showed up and challenged cops. They just showed up like, pig, get out of here, pig. You know, 
It wasn't like that. Black Panther Party, the first thing they did was they started trying to push the drug dealers out, the pimps out. They started trying to clean up all of this, this deviltry, basically. They started trying to clean up their community. And in doing so, when the cops showed up, they're like, what you here for? We got this. And that's where a lot of the altercations came between the Black Panther Party and the cops. Because the cops were just pieces of shit on top of that. But the Black Panther Party was cleaning up their own neighborhood. So it was no need for the police to be there because they were policing themselves. So most of the time when a pig showed up or a pig got to jiving with the people, <laughs> you know, you know he was up to no good because the one thing they try to sell us was Black Panther Party. They make it seem like it was just a bunch of niggas that threw on all black and some polo tops and some Kango hats and just went out there with guns and formed a militia. But you got to remember, this was made up by college-educated brothers, and they knew the law. They knew the law. So... They was policing their own community and they was trying to get a lot of this bullshit out that was pushing the community, that was that was exploiting the community. That's what the Black Panther Party did. And you saw, you know, two shots in the dark, now he was dead. Infiltration. Because um, J. Edgar Hoover said, the most dangerous thing in America, the biggest threat to America is Negro unity. Negro unity. Can't have no Negro unity. Them niggas all together on one accord. Oh my God. That's because, you know, um, it's a fear that these niggas get together. They can retaliate to us for all the fucked up shit we did. Okay, so if we have that understanding, pay the Negroes what you owe them. And you may be like, well, you were never enslaved. You were never ever enslaved. You shouldn't be paid. For your no, 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 you're right. A lot of us were never enslaved. But what we did inherit is a slave mind, slavery habits. We did inherit that. And I'm not saying that's good enough for you to pay us what you owe. Here's the fact a lot of people got rich, this economy got rich off of slave labor. Right? Right now, if there's a old woman who's owed money and die right that debt just don't go away that debt would be given to that old woman's descendants because that's what that woman was owed when she died that was hers that's what she earned she may not be able to collect it but it will go to the descendants a prime example how you know motherfuckers never want to do right by the Eidos community is Thomas Jefferson with his Negro children. They have kids. They don't go to the, you know, they don't go to all the spots where his white children and descendants go. They, they don't really like fucking hang around like that. You know, they, you don't see all of these black people, white people all together. This and that. It's like two different worlds. Like these niggas under the table. Like, yeah, we were late. Our last name, Jefferson. This is my son, Rashad Jefferson. This right here. This the Quanta Jefferson and all of us, our great, 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 great grandfather was the great Thomas Jefferson. You think they're getting into them universities he went in like that? You think they really claiming them? Like, come on, man. Keep it real. That's because it's uh it's like you know 
they're old, but we're going to keep that a secret because we don't want to talk about that darkness. You know, it was a different time back then. You know, it was acceptable back then. But that's hypocrisy. That's hypocrisy, right? Because they dig up shit from the past. And you look at cancel culture now, right? Well, like, like I said, with Bill Cosby, some shit he was doing back then. And it wasn't as big of a deal back then as it is now. Yet, you bring it up to charge him now. You bring it up to kill his character now. A lot of these same people will not do that with the forefathers. They won't. It's hypocrisy. You pick and choose to use tools when they benefit you. If you got a toolbox with a screwdriver, plies, um, wrench, and all that shit in there, you can't just claim it's only a screwdriver in there when you need it. You still have these same tools in this box. So with that being said, history is history. You can't choose which part of history is acceptable and not acceptable based on the agenda that you're trying to push. If shit is wrong 200 years ago, but it was accepted, but now you see it is wrong, the motherfucker's wrong. Condemn him. How do you condemn Robert E. Lee and at the same time condemn Robert E. Lee and, and his statues and Confederate statues, but at the same time, it's okay to have, what's that, Mount Rushmore. You see what I'm saying? It's okay. We like them. We just don't like them. But they pretty much did the same thing. You see, so it's a, uh, it's hypocrisy. And you know, on policing ourselves, I like to talk about brother Colin Kaepernick. Last week I watched, man, listen. I watched that Colin Black and White one time for Colin Cap. Yeah, 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 yeah. Man, fuck Colin Kaepernick. This is how I feel about Colin Kaepernick, right? When he had the opportunity to do the same shit that he's doing now on a great stage, when he had the world's attention, I'm talking about. They had Colin and they was talking about how he was raised up by these good white family and they gave this nigga a chance. And then he went to the Super He could have took that moment at the Super Bowl and said, I'm going to kneel for police brutality. But in all fairness, I guess niggas didn't start getting fucked with the police until after, you know, he lost his job. Well, he was on the bench. That's when it all started. Never, never before that. Trayvon was not around the time he went to the Super Bowl. That Trayvon Martin shit didn't happen then. No, no, no. The Rodney Kings and the, all the other injustice to black people. That was never a thing. That shit only started in America when Colin Kaepernick got benched. Because clearly looking at his documentary, you can see that this brother noticed a difference. He noticed the black and the white. He noted the two different cultures when he was a kid, according to him, when he was eating his mama's saltless food. We don't even season our shit the same. Homegirl did his hair, had that slave recipe in there. That's why they had ass and his mama didn't. But you look at it from this perspective and you say he noticed all this shit. 
growing up. That's what he showed you. The first time he drove a car, he got pulled over by the man. And he don't even really look like a nigga. He looked like a doom cone. He looked like one of them fucking Saudi Arabian motherfuckers, right? He don't even really look like a nigga. So, with that being said, right? That was years ago. But he don't really use a position of power. He don't start rocking the, the little curly fro until he's on the bench. And then he's dragging attention to himself. And that's what I think this is a whole plot to drag attention to itself. Um, because on the greatest stage, on the greatest stage, Super Bowl, this and that, he could have said something. They was interviewing him all this time. They could have, he could have, he could have said something. Police and justice. But I guess to him, he didn't notice that shit at all. It just wasn't a thing in his world. So I don't, I don't, I applaud the brother. I'm going to give him a friend when it's time because I applaud him for bringing attention to it. So I'm going to give him... A real one. Because I have no hate towards any of my brothers or sisters, but I believe in policing ourselves. And I think the niggas wrong as far as I personally feel like it's a attention ploy for himself. He making money now. He wasn't going to be making nothing in the NFL. Keep it a buck with you. Because nobody wanted him. Nobody wanted him. It wasn't like he took this stand and he got benched. No. He was benched, and then he took the stance. He had nothing to lose. It's okay. I mean, his other Negro side was a second option for him. The fight for his his roots was a second option for him. You know, it was like, damn, I don't know how much longer I got in the league. Whatever, I'm going to take a knee. Whatever. And, you know, good for him. But like I said, policing ourselves, you come together and stop a lot of the deviltry. I'll give you a good example, man, because... You got a house with, you know, your family. If you raise your kids and you let them get away with anything, you, you have no discipline. You have no structure. Your kid grows up, right? And become a thug, a gangster, whatever. Goes out into the world and breaks the law. The devil going to take your baby. The devil going to take your baby. And... You are partly to blame because you did not police your household before you sent that baby to the world. A lot of people who go out into the world's lack of discipline, lack of structure, lack of all of that stuff. And this is shit we had before. I'm not saying necessarily you need to beat your children's ass. Sometimes a whooping is necessary. Sometimes it is. Now I'm not saying you do no root shit, but a lot of times, with, with a kid, like, after talking don't work, some kids are just rebellious, right? After talking don't work, you got you to gotta lay some whoopings on that little bad bastard. Little bad motherfucker. You got to give him a couple of spanks here and there. Now, don't do it maliciously, but what you need to show is cause and effect. You need to show, like, you break the rules too much, you're going to get an ass whooped. Because when you get to the world, you might not even break the rules. And the devil going to take you. That's being black in America. So. You look at how many people. Are just. Gone. How many of our people are just gone. Because someday some white person decided. They was going to be. G.I. Joe. Or. Detective Stabler. Or some shit. They went, we went home and watched SVU and decided the next day I'm a cop. 
And they went out and they did cop shit and they wasn't really a cop. And that cost us a life. How many people, like most of these cases you see where niggas is getting killed unarmed or doing this and that, the cops are being called by somebody because they look suspicious. Or da, da, da. And then these niggas get killed unarmed. And it kind of put the police in a bad. George Floyd. Motherfuckers caught the cops on George Floyd. You know what I mean? And he's gone. Somebody called the cops and told them about the house of Breonna Taylor. She gone. So a lot of this shit start with just this white privileged motherfuckers just being police on their own. And I want to say shout out to Plies too, because I know he just spoke about this shit. You can't pick and choose when you want to be police. If you want to be a police, go down there and join the academy and go be a police. But this whole citizens arrest shit, like these motherfuckers who killed Ahmaud Ivory. That whole citizens, ain't no citizens arrest, nigga, that's murder. That's, that's not even murder. That's hunting. That's hunting. They hunt a nigga down. That's what happened. And I think it's like a divide and conquer trick because they got the Wright House trial and the, and the Ahmaud Arbery murders on trial. The Ahmaud Arbery murderers on trial. And the one thing I didn't get is why they had all three of them tried together. I think like the state of Georgia is doing everything to get these motherfuckers off because you can't really try all three with the same charge, in my opinion. That's hitting them with the wrong charges. And if you guys got a good memory, y'all know that's how George Zimmerman got off. They charged them wrong. They charged them wrong. And then they tried to make it a race case, which it shouldn't have been a race case. It really should have been this grown ass man was stalking a child like a pervert. The kid beat his motherfucking ass and he shot him. That's the whole, that's what the case should have been. This kid walked to the store. You was following him around like a pervert. He didn't like that. You ran up on him. You got them hands. You couldn't take them hands. And you killed him. Whatever degree of murder that is, that's what it should have been. When they was trying to make it a race case and all of this and that, they lost that. I think the state of Florida lost that shit on purpose. On purpose. Just like I think the state of Georgia wants to lose this one on purpose. To be real with you, they're trying to help these people out. You should have tried all three of them individually with different charges. You know, um, that's my opinion on that. Like you've seen with um, Derek Chauvin, they didn't have all three of them cops on trial together. No, no, no. Didn't do that. Did them individually because they were different charges. You can't charge all three of them for pulling the trigger. Now, you could have some common charges and do that shit separately. But it's going to be kind of hard to find all three of them guilty on the same charge, in my opinion. So Rittenhouse gets off. Right. He's going to be found not guilty. They got us so riled up about that. In all honesty, I think Rittenhouse should have been found out. He should be found not guilty. I think he should get the, the Gucci man charges. I think he should get the Gucci man outcome. Remember Gucci man? They tried to rob him. He killed him. Um, I think he should get them outcomes. I think like Gucci was found not guilty of murder, but guilty of like possession of a firearm or some shit. I'm guessing on that, but I remember Gucci had probation and I think that's what Rittenhouse should get. Right. But you don't notice that these are on at the same time, at the same time with somebody, you know, who JCJ got the lowest approval rating. Oh man, he's going, he's going to be mad if, you know, the white supremacists get off and then the, the, the white boys who murdered Mark Harbury get off. 
oh, niggas gonna be mad. Niggas gonna start. We shall overcome it. And then these motherfuckers with the blue ties on gonna show up like them Republicans. Come on over here. We're gonna hold hands and march and walk down the street and we shall overcome until 2024 and then we could use y'all niggas again. It's just my guess. There's no party for us, man. So, I mean, I kind of see this shit. I'm hoping the Rittenhouse boy get off and get Gucci man charges. And I'm hoping that these niggas who stalked the Mott Arbery, well, I don't say niggas, these devils who stalked the Mott Arbery and then murdered them, I want to see them get life, not the death penalty. I don't want the death penalty. I want to see them get the life, the life, and then they go to Oz and get, never mind. I hope y'all enjoyed this shit, man. Um, I switched up my 15 episode to do it this way. I want y'all to keep that Mangaloid challenge going. Share this with two. Tell them to share this with two. And let's keep this shit popping, man. Let's keep building. Hey, one love to all y'all. And one time for the Mangaloids.